Maybe it's cold outside, but it is heating up with high school football. How cheesy was that, Jason? <laughs> was that bad? Should we start over? <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'm the man of cheesy jokes. Just don't start singing. Oh, no. That's copyright infringement. <laughs> I don't want this Prep Rally podcast to get sued. <laughs> but I am Dominique Gates. Joining me is Jason Frakes. It's time to talk a lot of playoff football, and there's a lot of news that's going on right now. Um, hopefully we can regroup after that horrible introduction that I just had. If anyone's still listening. Yeah, I know. Someone turned it off for sure, mainly my mom. So <laughs> let's let's just take it a lot, because we got a lot to talk about, Jason. Yep. What about Trinity? Are you sold on them? I, I mean, I've been sold on them all year. I mean, I, I don't know how be, anyone could know the history of that program and, and you know, say, oh, they're 0-6, they're not going to figure things out and um you know they played a lot of -of out-of-state teams that were really good um it's just like the 2018 team yeah you know a young team that started slow a lot of sophomores figured things out toward the end and you know that 2018 team got to the state semifinals and darn near beat Mayo in the state semifinals so a lot of similarities there um this team's got a lot of young talent on defense Took them a while to figure things out. And I, I think you just look at the two scores from the Bauer games and see how far this program's come. Exactly. You know, uh, they beat Bauer by three in the regular season and then they beat them 40 to nothing on Friday night. And, um, you know, they've got it rolling. Armand Tucker is healthy. Yeah. I think that's a, a huge uh, thing for them. Um, you know, we haven't talked talk much about Armand Tucker. He's, when he's healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the state. Yeah. You know, he's got speed, he's got vision. Um, you know, he, he had a separated shoulder. He's back from that. And I, I think Friday night he ran as, as well as he's, he's run all year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Brady Willis is doing Brady Willis things. And, and that defense is, you know, two games, two shutouts in the playoffs. Now you can talk about the competition, I guess. But, uh, you know, Ballard's, <laughs> Ballard's not a bad team. And they dominated. That defense dominated. I mean, Bell is an eight-win team. Yeah. They play male. They play, you know what I mean? They play good yeah. competition. They play yeah. manual. So it's not like that was a pushover team at all. But I was, like, in awe of that performance by Trinity because I haven't watched them play in a while. Yeah. And I also watched them play Carmel. Yeah. And I sat there thinking, is this, this, this is not the same team I saw to start the year. And it's unbelievable. I was just like blown away. So I too am sold on Trinity turning some heads, making could make a run, and uh, could give you could say a Mail or Saint X team well, like that a run for some money. Well, they go to they go to Rowell Friday night, and I think they're favored to win that game. Yeah. I mean, Northern Kentucky teams don't beat Louisville teams in the playoffs. No. that's that's just history. Is that saying it can't happen? I'm not saying it can't happen, but. Uh, you know, I think I think Trinity goes into that game as a favorite with and, a lot of uh, momentum, and um, then you're looking at a possible semifinal rematch with Mayo next week. Yeah, and I have to give props too to to Jay Cobb yeah. and what he's done in a coaching job, keeping it together. And it sounds interesting to say because you know we talked about it on this show before how I wasn't sure about the hire because I thought going into it they would try to go maybe a a young innovative. One guy that it's like okay, we're probably gonna have this guy as a coach for twenty You're plus calling years. Jay Cobb old. Well, he called himself old. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> he called himself old. So Jay Cobb, <laughs> if you're listening, is your words, not mine. <laughs> but you know, more than likely, he's not gonna be the head coach at Trinity for twenty five years. Right. And so that was what I thought that they were gonna do. But I think 
the smart decision now by the administration, by Rob Saxon and everybody at Trinity. You go with the guy that's, you can say he's been around the block. Yeah. He's been through good and bad. And we talked to him after losses, after close games, after all of this. He never panicked. Nope. He never budged. He's been calm. He's been like, everything's going to be fine. So whenever they're winning 40 to nothing over Ballard and they have some momentum and people are talking about, whoa, look at Trinity now. He's like, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I just knew it was going to take time right. plus the schedule. So you have to give props to Jay Cobb and yeah. his first season as head coach, replacing a GOAT in Kentucky high school football. And he's been fine and he's kept the, that team together. And they play hard yeah. and they play tough. So, again, Trinity's here to stay, and it's really big that you have the right guy in charge. Well, we joke about him being old, but he's been a coach for about 40 years now. So, you yeah, know, it's his first year at Trinity. But, um, you know, and he said the same thing after, like you said, after wins, after a lot of losses early on. Um, you know, he said this coaching at Trinity is not difficult. Yeah. You know, he knows things are going to work out there. He knows he's going to have the support. Um, and, and I think those times where maybe he has coached at places where it was difficult, yeah. you know, the Somersets. Um, the Webster the, Counties. Yes, yeah. yes, all those places where – those are hard places to coach. Yeah. You know, you don't know what kind of talent you're going to get on a yearly basis. Um, but, you know, he knows things are going to work out at Trinity, and they have. And, yeah. uh, you know, they 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 have a shot. Um you know, if they get mail next week, they can go into that game without any pressure. Yeah. Nobody expects them to win. Um, we'll see if we get there. We'll talk about that next week. But the that'll be an interesting matchup if it happens. Yeah, and also, really quickly, I do want to listen to what Jacob said. In his comments after the game, we talked to him at Ballard, kind of referencing what you just alluded to because, yeah, it was some pretty good stuff from him. I'm an old guy at this, man, and uh, – you know, I've, I've been in some tough situations. I told you, I've coached in some places where it's tough. This is not tough. I mean, you you know, everybody asks me all year about how am I doing. I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. Your first year, and I'll, I'll tell you, my mindset on this was getting my culture in in terms of what we wanted to be as a football team. You came close to it tonight. A very physical, aggressive defense and a very good running game and a physical style of football. You saw a little bit of that tonight, and if we can continue to build on that, uh, you know, we're going in the right direction. But the administration's so good here. Uh, the fans have been good to me, I mean, in terms of support. I think everybody knew that we graduated a ton of guys, and we had a lot of young guys, and they knew what our schedule was. And I think you're seeing the benefits of the schedule. Now, the schedule beat us up. But I think you're seeing us finally get healthy a little bit and learn from that schedule. And so that's the reason I'm proud of the kid. All right, before we talk about this week's game, there was some also some coaching news. Um, a really big hire for DeSales. Uh, if you've been on Twitter and you've seen it, everyone says a home run hire. Mike Jackson, uh, currently the offensive coordinator at Mail. He's going to take over uh, for DeSales. He's going to be the head coach there. And, um, again, if you know his history, He's coached in this area for a really long time. He's had success. Um, he's made some semifinal runs. So this is definitely a, a good coach, uh, a proven winner. And as far as the program at DeSales, obviously this year it is what it is. You lose your head coach three weeks before the season. So now they're going to be able to, after Mel's run is over, Mike Jackson is going to be able to turn his full attention there. So from his history and the just the history of DeSales, it sounds like a perfect fit. Yeah. I mean, 
a good coach and just an all around good guy. Mike Jackson's a, a good guy, a good guy to talk to. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got a lot of history in this area. He was at Oldham County for eight years. He was at Ballard for eight years. Um, he was the head coach at Seneca for a year, which was not a good year for him. But right. uh, nobody wins at Seneca, let's just be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was the assistant coach at Trinity for a year, and he's been at Mayo the last three years. And uh, um, he talked a lot about yesterday, you know, kind of finishing out his, his – his, um, time in the public schools and uh, kind of looking at uh, as a, at a faith based school as yeah. sort of a dream job to sort of in his career. So um, you know, DeSales has history. They you know they won back to back state championships not too long ago. Yeah. Um, they were always in contention. I think this year, like you said, Harold Davis leaves that job three weeks before the season, and I think it just threw him into turmoil. Yeah. I, I I think if I don't think that was a two and eight sort of team, and I think they just kind of, um, you know, the coaching change just threw them, you know, into a spiral this year. And uh, um, in talking to Don Bowers, the AD yesterday, they have a really good freshman class that they're high on. Um, you know, I might take him a year or two to get them back in the, you know, top ten, top five of the class, but uh, uh, DeSales will be back. You know, they've got <laughs> – they're in a district with Cal, so uh, yeah. that's always going to be a battle in this city. Uh, those two schools, and uh, so hopefully in a, in a year or two, we're going to see that uh, become the rivalry that we um, kind of came to love over the last eight or ten years. Yeah, I mean, and just two years ago, DeSales was a defensive stop on a two-point conversion away from probably winning the state championship. Yeah. Because yeah. when I went out to Belfry uh, for some stories last week and talked to a coach, Philip Haywood, he even said it. He was like, hey, the winner of that game we knew was going to win the state championship. Yeah. No disrespect to Bell County because right. they were good, but – you knew that was the state championship yep. between DeSales and Belfry, and they said, yeah, we just got lucky on that two-point conversion with, you know, one of the best running backs. You know, right. we had Dixon, and that's, you know, good things are going to happen when you have a guy like that. So it's like it's not going to take that long. Yep. Like you said, it'll probably take a year or two just to implement what he wants to do, but there's talent there, um, and they're going to be just fine. So yep. uh, before we jump into playoff football very quickly, let's listen to a little bit of what Mike Jackson talked about in his introductory press conference. This is a dream job for me. Um, it, it, it is a job where I always sort of envision myself uh, to get, get through my years in, in the public schools and hopefully finish at a faith-based institution. Uh, I know my mother, um, who passed away a few years ago would be would be extremely happy about the idea of me being in a faith-based institution and um, this is um, something that that I feel good about for her uh, and the way that she raised me in a faith-based home. Jason it's time it's time to talk playoff football there's a lot of games and there could be some good matchups but let's jump right into it we'll mm -hmm. start in class 6a North Harden at Mel uh, I don't want to waste too much time no. at <laughs> this one because Mel is Mel. Uh, they are, they're just proving that it's going to take a really bad game for them and a really, really good game for another team for them yeah. to be stopped. Bullet East, as we talked about, was a good team and they just dominated them 56 to 8. No competition whatsoever. And Nick Shuddy was solid. Vinny Anthony took care of business and the defense is on a roll. Yeah. So Mel, North Harden, I'm going with the Bulldogs. Yeah, me too. This isn't the North Harden team of last year that was super right. talented. Yeah. Um, you know, that lost to St. X in a, in a heartbreaker in a playoffs last year. They do have a good quarterback in Manny Wimberly. Um, you know, he can get some things done. But uh, yeah, this, this, 
this could be a running clock game. Yes. Davis County at St. X. Now, this could be an intriguing matchup because, you know, I used to be very familiar uh, with the teams in that part of uh, Western Kentucky because of where I'm from. So Davis County has always been really good. Um, I know that they have a really, really good quarterback in uh, Joe Humphreys. He's had a monster year. Uh, And like I said, this is going to be just a really fun matchup. I want to see Davis County's flashy, high-octane offense against a stout St. X defense. So, that's what it's going to come down to. St. X has been battle-tested. They played really good offenses all year long. Yeah. And this is going to be one of the better quarterbacks they've seen this year. I know they saw Gavin Wimsett to open the year. They've seen uh, some Nick Shuddy. The list goes on and on. So, you know, I don't think they'll, they won't be rattled by Humphreys. But you do have to slow him down because he can sling that ball around and he can run it. But I am going to stick with the Tigers in this game uh, over – Davis County, uh, but I do think it could be a really, really good game. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And, you know, you talk about Joe Humphreys at Davis County. He may well be the front runner for Mr. Football when you look at his stats this year. And, um, you know, he's combined for uh, 64 touchdowns, 47 passing, 17 <laughs> rushing. Uh, he's the leading passer in the state with uh, over 3,700 yards. Um, he's picked up a bunch of D1 offers. Uh, they have two receivers with over 1,000 yards. Yeah in uh, receiving so um i think they rank fifth in the state in scoring at about 47 points a game so uh, a big time offense and we've talked a lot about st x's defense this year and it's good but if there's one area of their defense that i don't know if you call it a weakness but the strength of their defense is up the middle on the line linebackers if there's a a problem area it's the secondary and so um, we're going to see if these guys can can cover these Davies County receivers. And if not, San is going to be in trouble because yeah. Davies County is going to throw the ball a lot. And if they find something offensively that they that they can pick on and take advantage of, um, it could be interesting. But I, 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 think, I, I think Kevin Wallace will find a way to slow them down. You know, they gave up a lot of points. You mentioned Gavin Wimsip. They, they gave up a lot of points in that game uh, to start the season and, and won it. I think they scored around. I think St. X scored about about fifty to win that game. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jack Savory's rolling. Uh, Makai Smith's rolling. Uh, that offense is 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 playing pretty well. So, um, and, and let's just be honest: teams from out in the state don't come to Louisville and, and win no. playoff games. I mean, no. it just doesn't happen. So, um, we'll see if if, if Davies County can uh, reverse that trend. But until it happens, uh, yeah, I've got to go with the Tigers. Yeah. So Trinity, they'll be at Ryle. You know, we just talked a lot about Trinity opening up the podcast. And they have a lot of swagger right now. They have confidence and momentum. And, when you know, we talked to Armand Tucker after the game. He said, like, like yeah, we're proud of what we're doing right now. We have confidence. But they're still very hungry. And that was what he said. Like, we're far from finished. We still got work to do. And we still got to improve. Uh, so I don't think that they will go into this Ryle game at all. Um, looking down on them or anything like that. And I'm going with Trinity. I think they're going to win on the road. I think they're just right where they want to be. So, yeah, I'm going with the Shamrocks. Yeah, this will be my second trip to Rao. I'm actually going up to this game. I I, I went when uh, 1st of October I played St. X, and uh, St. X won that game 13-3. And I remember something Kevin Wallace said after that game, that you know when he watched Rao on film, he was really impressed with them. You know, they tackle well. They're just – they don't beat themselves, if you will. Now, do they have a lot of weapons that, you know, they only scored three points that game, so that may tell you something. But uh, they're not going to beat themselves. They're going to play hard. Um, 
you know, they have a sophomore quarterback who's had a good season, but whenever you see sophomore before quarterback going up against a, a Trinity defense, I think that yeah. is probably a little bit of concern. So I'll take Trinity. They're rolling. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think they <laughs> – I remember covering a Trinity route, route playoff game about 15 years ago, and it was about the coldest night of my life. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm hoping we don't get a repeat of that. That's true. But also you do mention uh, that Trinity defense, that D-line, the way they got yeah. pressure on Tristan Hawkins uh, at Ballard. That showed me I'm like yeah. they can get pressure. They can yeah. get to that quarterback, and they can make it difficult. So yeah. I think that's going to be uh, a huge key in the game against Ryan. Yeah, Cole Wycliffe, five sacks in that game. Yeah. He was outstanding. Oh, he was everywhere in that game. He looked really good. And I remember, I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. You know, so they, they just have a lot of guys that are just emerging and stepping up. Yeah. In Class 5A, uh, Bullet Central is at Orangeboro. That, that could be a, a fun game. Uh, Rash Stadium It was always one of my favorite places to go in Orangeboro and also go and get Moonlight Barbecue. Uh, that's something that I always enjoyed. And I'm impressed with Orangeboro. They haven't slowed down at all. Yeah. Since Gavin Wimsett went to Rutgers early, I thought, like, well, it's going to be a nosedive season. So you have to give props to uh, the Red Devils and what they've done. They're 11-1. and They've really just dominated that area this year. And yeah. um, that's really back-to-back teams in Orangeboro uh, that have uh, played some good football this year. Bullet Central, uh, I know they have some stuff they're going through right now. And uh, they played really well. Uh, and so I know it's just – one of the toughest places to go and play yeah. is Rash Stadium. And if anybody can tell you that, it is Kevin Wallace. Uh, <laughs> I talked about that, you know, when he was in Bowling Green, even though he is he has an incredible record at Rash, he doesn't lose there, but he can tell you it's not easy to go there and win. So I am going to go with the Red Devils in a close game, um, but I, I don't think it doesn't take away from uh, the great season uh, that Bullet Central has had. Yeah, and I haven't confirmed this, but I, th- I think it's true. I think this is the first time Bullet Central's ever gotten to the third round of the playoffs. So, wow. Um, you know, this is a huge accomplishment for them. Uh, they got nine wins in the season for the first time since 2014. Wow. And this is something that, you know, I'm actually going to do a story once we leave here. Their running back, senior Zach Schaffner, he leads the state in rushing. <laughs> Uh, 2,052 yards is number one in the state. 37 rushing touchdowns is number one in the state. So uh, this kid's had a great year. Um, you know, they feed him, man. Uh, he's getting about uh, 25 carries a game. Um, a 5'10", 175-pound kid who's had a great season for yeah. them. So, um, But, yeah, going into Owensboro and Rash Stadium, uh, Casey Boone is the quarterback. Uh, he took over for Gavin Wimsett, and uh, he's done an outstanding job. And um, – you know, Owensboro was a state runner-up last year, and yeah. I think uh, I, th- I think they're looking for another deep run here. And, uh, yeah, I- I'll take Owensboro on that one. Yeah. Uh, sticking with uh, 5A very quickly, the last one, South Odom will be at South Warren. Um, South Odom, you have to give props to them. They've really turned it up uh, throughout the, the end of the season and uh, dominated the district. And uh, they're right here against uh, South Warren. And uh, still a-, a fun memory for me, I remember – uh, my last Friday night when I was still working in Bowling Green, I drove up to South Odom because this was the year South Warren went undefeated and won the state championship. Yeah. So I guess that was back in 2018 um, when they had a lot of really good players. So I remember my last uh, game I covered in Bowling Green was actually at South Warren. Oh, it was at South Odom because they played South Warren, and now they're right back here again. Um, South Warren, I mean, 
they're the same. They're going to be right there with you know the likes of Frederick Douglass and them and uh, and trying to win a state championship. They blew out a Bowling Green on Friday night. Uh, the quarterback Caden Beltcamp, who's committed to Western Kentucky, uh, he's been really really good, and the defense has always been stout. So there's just a lot a lot of weapons at South Warren. Brandon Smith's been doing a really good job for a long time. Um, just like his dad, Chuck Smith. So uh, he's he's built a dynasty at South Warren, and they've really just been just a force to be reckoned with. And South Oldham is great. You know what they're going to do. They're going to try to run it right down your throat. Um, yeah. But then you got a South Warren defense that can stop the run. So uh, I'm going to go with the Spartans in this game, and uh, I think it could be a battle. Yeah, Jamie Reed's done an outstanding job at South Oldham. Always, always has his teams always. In, in this position. It seems like playing for district and regional titles. Um, you know, they're on a seven-game winning streak. But, uh, you know, I, I picked South Warren to win 5A. I, I think they're the team to beat. I, I know Woodford County is undefeated. And I know Frederick Douglass is really good. Um, but I, I think South Warren, um, you know, you look at what they've done this year. Um, you know, their only loss was to a team from Tennessee, Hendersonville. They yep. won 10 in a row since then. Um, they have weapons. You know, Kobe Martin's a really good running back. Yeah. You mentioned Caden Velkamp, um, a really good quarterback. And, uh, um yeah, I'll take the Spartans. I think they roll. Yeah. Class 4A, Spencer County is at Logan County. I think that these are two really cool stories for me. Yeah. Uh, first off, you have to talk about locally, you can say in our backyard, Spencer County. is in the third round of the playoffs for the first time yep. after beating John Harden in a baseball score 7-5 yes. <laughs> to five on Friday. Yep. But that's yep. huge because yep. John Harden, you know, they've been competitive. They've been tough. They have yep. a, state, a two-time state championship winning coach in Doug Preston. And they're nine and three, yep. and you look at Logan County. For those that cover uh, Logan County and just familiar with the history there, they were one of the worst. They were terrible. Yeah, awful. The state's they longest. They were terrible when I was in Bowling Green. Yeah, when I was Lincoln, I was in Bowling Green too. Yes, I feel like every summer I was talking to coach after coach. Is this yep. going to be the year you break the streak? Yeah, and then all of a sudden Todd Adler takes over. Unbelievable, and I, I remember talking to him when he was hired over the summer and he was coaching middle school football at Logan County at the time and they have been unbelievable. They've yeah. won several district championships. They had a 10-0 and regular season um, just a few years ago when I was down there and he's just he's been one of the best coaches in the state yep. in terms of turning around a program that at one point lost like 33 straight games. Yeah. This is going to be a battle. This is the toughest pick of all our games, in my opinion. Yeah, I, so I, I'm not sure what to do just yet. So <laughs> my gut, because of just the defense that Spencer County has had, I, I just you know you you've talked you wrote about Jackson McLendon, uh, 113 tackles, 16 tackles for loss. They would only allow 6.3 points per game during their during their winning streak. During yeah. this streak. <sighs> Can you stop the run? If you can stop Logan County's run, I think that you'll survive. So I'm going to go Spencer County. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm picking Spencer County too here, and, and it's it's a blind pick yeah. without having seen either of these teams play this year, and exactly. that, that happens a lot. But usually you can look at schedules yeah. and sort of see where a team has an advantage or something. And in this game, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's you're splitting hairs trying to figure out a favorite – 
and usually in that case, if they're if they're uh, that even, I'll usually take the home team. But there's something magical going on with this Spencer County team and Mike 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 Marksbury and other the really good guys in the profession. Yeah, um, you know they they've done an outstanding job. They're they're finding ways to win. Yeah. Um, and you know you mentioned Todd Adler, uh, what he's done at Logan County. He was the Courier Journal Kentucky Football Coach of the Year about three or four years yeah. ago. So, um, you know the, the 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 job he's done there has obviously uh, gotten noticed. And uh, you know I, I, this is a coin coin flip game, and I'll I'll take Spencer County and what could be one of the better games in any class on Friday night. It is. I mean, if it wasn't so far, I would yeah. drive to Logan County yeah. and also stop and get some ski daddies uh, while I was there because. That was like a running gag. I always told uh, Todd Adler anytime I was covering a game, have Ski Daddies ready for me. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, don't rule that out. I might do it. No, <laughs> Class 3A, Paducah Tillman at Cal. I'm not going to waste time. Cal is going to be a nice reunion for him against Paducah, Paducah Tillman, where he graduated in 2004. Yeah, It's going to be a great reunion in more ways than one because I think they win big. Yeah, drop the ball. Yeah. Drop the mic. <laughs> yeah, you know, Paducah uh, beat Union County last week, which was a little bit of an upset. I uh, kind of thought uh, Union County might get that one, but yeah. Tillman's got a freshman quarterback, Jack James, who's had a good season, but uh, Cal's rolling. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Cantwell, like you said, a 2004 graduate of Paducah Tillman, had a great high school career. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't see him losing this game. I'll take Cal. Finally, we have Class A, Bethlehem at KCD. Talk about another. Yeah, this is another another tough one. Just like coin flip. Yep. Just take a guess, if you will. Uh, KCD. I, we say this each and every week. You can't talk about KCD without talking about the job Matt Jones has done after losing and you know using losing a lot of guys, seniors that won uh, that played in the state championship, and in Class A when you lose any lose more than like five seniors on that level, it's like detrimental. It's like losing 20 in like yeah. Class 6A. But he's kept those guys together, and, of course, he he's had the weapons with uh, Russo and E.J. Dickerson and those guys. I'm just going to go with what happened historically. So KCD beat Bethlehem 29-7 last yeah. year in yeah. the regular season. So I think it'll be a closer game, but I, I think KCD is going to find a way to get it done, and um, I got them winning uh, over Bethlehem. Yeah, I've got KCD winning well as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if Bethlehem pulls off a, an upset here. I, I think when you look at these two and their schedules, Bethlehem might be have put in, put together a little more of an impressive resume, if you will. Yeah. Uh, going into this game, uh, you know, they beat Holy Cross forty-four to nothing last week. Holy Cross is not a bad team, and they, yeah. they just totally dominated them. Um, they got two really good running backs in Zane Wycliffe, uh, Ladarian Montgomery. Uh, their quarterback, Cooper Stones, had a nice year. So they're sort of a balanced offense who can hurt you with the run and the pass. Um, but, you know, KCD, they just find ways to win. Yeah. Like you said, Matt Jones just gets the job done. And uh, playing at home, I think that will give them a little bit of an edge. And uh, I'll go with the Bearcats. That's it. Before we wrap it up, any final words, final thoughts, anything you need to get off your chest, Jason Frakes? <laughs> wow. Uh, no. No, I'm, I'm good? feeling good. You good? Basketball season's rolling around. We'll be talking uh, high school basketball uh, here soon. We'll have a bunch of polls and yeah. and stuff and previews coming out over the next few days. So uh, make sure you check out all, all of our basketball coverage. That's it. And that's how we'll wrap it up. And we thank you all for listening to this week's Prep Rally Podcast. You can stream it on all social media platforms. So for Jason Frakes, I'm Dominique Gates. Thank you. We'll see you next week.